Hey, Tourpreneurs, it's Mitch Bach. And just a quick note before we begin today's episode, Tourpreneur is currently sponsored by Google. We're thankful for their support of our community, and we are offering with them a completely free course helping you unlock the power and potential of Google's Things to Do program, which is specifically helping tour operators add their tours to Google in new ways that gives you new exposure and more direct bookings. To learn more, go to tourpreneur.com slash Google. And as always, show notes, more resources, links to our newsletter, our business coaching community, and so much more are available on tourpreneur.com. Now to the episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Checkfront, the booking platform trusted by over 5,000 tour and activity operators around the world. You can start your own free 21-day trial over at Checkfront.com. Welcome to the Tourpreneur Podcast. Travel industry veteran Shane Whaley will take you on a journey with fellow tourpreneurs, sharing their tips, ideas, insights, and success stories to inspire you to make your tour business the best it can be. And now, here is your host, Shane Whaley. And welcome to episode 84 of the Tourpreneur Podcast. We have another COVID-19 check-in and I'm delighted today to bring you our first ever guest from the great country of Iceland. Welcome, Valer. How are you? I'm good, Shane. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So Valer Sivason, correct? Sivason, yeah. Sivason. We have, we have a couple of extra letters here in Iceland just to make it harder for you foreigners to pronounce <laughs> Yeah, you throw me because, you know, I, I used to speak pretty good Swedish having it in Stockholm and then I would come to Iceland and people would just laugh when I pronounce <laughs> Icelandic yeah. words with a Swedish accent. Yeah, I try, I try to tell people that when they're traveling to to, uh, to Iceland that, uh, you know, the Icelandic uh, street names, for example, are quite hard. So, I, you know, use your Google Maps. Yes, absolutely. Okay, great. So tell us a little bit about your business. You're a walking tour company in Reykjavik. Yeah, we do walking tours and experiences in Reykjavik, uh, uh, like uh, food, folklore, beer and booze, and a city walk called Walk with the Viking. And, you know, uh, we do private options of that and, and custom tours. So if people want to like, uh, grab a bite or, or snaps or have some brandy when they're walking or something, you know, we, can, we can just, uh, you know, do everything. I, I- I'm laughing here. I think my liver was wincing with the word Brennavine. I've had that. <laughs> I, I, I've been lucky enough. I've been to Iceland almost 20 times because in my past role at Booking.com, you know, back in the mid 2000s, this was, I was, I set up a deal with uh, Iceland Express, the low cost airline and, and booking and would, I had to come and contract the hotel. So I was very, very lucky for a few years of my life to spend a great deal of that time in, in Iceland. So, uh, how how are things on the ground there right now in terms of are you in lockdown? How does that look? No, we're we haven't uh, gone for total lockdown here in Iceland. Uh, we we um, uh, we went down to twenty people in, uh, gatherings and uh, and you know we some of the schools were closed and uh, and some workplaces you were working from home and stuff like that. But uh, but I think we pretty uh, we did it pretty. Uh, in the same way, we try to just make sure that uh, that uh, the the hospitals were t- and the 
protect it and we you know and uh, now slowly i think we're haven't been a diagnosed case now for for at least four or five days and we just have a a couple of uh, dozens of, of people diagnosed so i think we're we're we will um, be pretty soon out of this uh, pandemic mm-hmm. I read this morning on Skift, actually, they had a piece on, on Iceland and Mrs. Jakobs Dotterio, Prime Minister, was saying everything open in June 15th. Is that correct? Yeah, they are going to, yeah, everything's going to be open and they are just going to do a check at the airport. I'm not sure how they will, how that process will work, but they'll just do a check at the airport so you don't have to do like a 14 day quarantine uh, if you're, if you're okay. Mm-hmm. And how has this affected, you know, your business, your friend in Reykjavik? What's what's been happening with yourself? Well, we are simply on ice in Iceland. You know, soon after <laughs> uh, after after the United States closed its borders and uh, the virus hit Iceland, we, we basically quickly came to a stop here regarding tourism. So, um, so uh, you know, fortunately, I didn't have a lot of fixed costs, so I could basically, you know, just go on ice and try to. Try to do something productive, like uh, like uh, SEO and website and ideas about new tours and stuff like that. So that's that's the thing that I've been uh, doing daily, like uh, doing one small step closer to being a better company. Yeah, I mean, I have to say, you know, you sound very positive considering the situation we're in. How are you? How are you getting yourself into that mindset? Well, we have a saying here in Iceland that, that you're probably uh, familiar with because uh, we have a saying that it's called Tetarettast. Have you heard that one before? No. Uh, it, it translates mainly to, uh, you know, we will find a way. Everything will work out fine. You know, uh, you know, we, we're, we in Iceland are so uh, used to hardships and, uh, and basically coming together and getting through it. Through it. So, uh, if you if you want to say something to an Icelander to make him smile a little bit, then you say tetaretast, and he he will know what you mean. And uh, you know we yeah tetaretast. We are basically glass full, now half full kind of people, and uh, and you know yeah. you just have to you just have to roll with the punches and try to make uh, stay productive, and you know eventually we will you know get through this. And is that is that just valor? Or is that the general population of Iceland? Is that certainly in the tourism sector? I mean, what's the mood like? Oh, of course, it's it's different uh, from company to company. Some people, some some companies are heavily indebted, and, and they they will have mm. a hard time uh, getting through this. Uh, uh, you know, tourism in Iceland, you know, is obviously uh, like everywhere uh, had a had a huge hit, and uh, we feel like. Uh, the government have been doing some stuff to help us help some of us out, but uh, but I think it's going to be uh, I think those that are going to emerge after this are just going to be stronger and better and uh, more adapted to yeah. the, the, the different climate, the different different world that we will live in after after COVID. So uh, uh, you know, uh, I I stay optimistic. Getting on an airplane right now. That's really the only way you can get to Iceland. What's that impact going to be like? Well, the big airliner, Iceland Air, is getting through a complicated situation. And, you know, probably the government is going to help them out a little bit and hopefully they will get through it. And there's another Icelandic company that's that's called Play that's 
probably going to take off similar like a it's a similar like a you know wow airlines or iceland express yeah uh, cheap uh, uh, cheaper option airliner and uh, you know I think it will take time. You know, we will not get to 219 until at least one, two years, but uh, uh, traffic. But uh, but I think, you know, eventually Iceland's, you know, we have, uh, uh, it's 104,000 square kilometers and just 360,000 people. So it's like a, a three people per square kilometer. So, uh, you know, after, after COVID, when people would like to have some space, Iceland's a perfect option, you know, middle of the ocean. You know, quick jump from America, quick jump from Europe. So, yeah. Uh, so I think uh, you know, it will take time. It will be slow. We will just have to be patient. Well, I'm I'm really excited to come back to Iceland. I mean, I've been saying to my family that how much fun I had there in the mid 2000s, and you know, the family like folklore and legends. And I was, you know, I've read some of the sagas, and I'm like, you know, let let's go to Iceland. And I'm not that far from Boston. I don't know, don't know if Iceland Air is still flying out of Boston to to Keflavik, but you know, that's that's an option. Yeah, they, eventually they will. Hopefully, if they, if they will if they will recover after this, but I'm not. Yeah, it's a it's a relatively short flight. You know, uh, some people are traveling here. That it's uh, it takes longer to go from from the east coast to the west coast than to go to Iceland. So, so you know, it's all. Uh, I think we are a perf- perfect uh, choice for for many after this. You know, we have we have such a uh, so many things to see. You know, so you, you get so so much bang for your buck, so to speak. You can see geysers and volcanoes and. And uh, waterfalls, you know, waterfalls, and uh, trolls, and trolls, forget and, the troll. yeah, elves, yeah. elves. So yeah, I, I think you know we are we are we have so many uh, good things going for us that uh, yeah, it will take time, but we will get there. You you said you were working on SEO and digital marketing. Are you studying courses? How are you getting your information for that? Yeah, but I have been doing courses. We have a brainstorm group, and uh, one of, one of my, one of my uh, fellow uh, brainstormers called Rocco from uh, uh, Romantic Amsterdam. Uh, you know, he had a SEO uh, like a like a semi webinar for us to, that that like what uh, what had worked for him, and then I uh, then I'm studying Neil Patel, and and yeah. you know I'm, I'm just you know trying to stay as productive as possible. I'm uh, I'm looking at partners for doing blogs. Uh, Partners for doing. I, I want to rewrite my tour descriptions. You know, I even maybe I even just to, just to have uh, used 50 minutes of my day. I'm 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 learning German better just so so I maybe some sometime in the future I can do uh, I can guide in German. Ausgezeichnet. Yes. Ausgezeichnet. Very good. Very good. I learn Dutch too. I also whatever. I also I learn Dutch. There you go. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, good. Express Dutch, please, but not so good. Prima, prima. Yeah. <laughs> um, in terms of walking tours in in Reykjavik, how competitive is the market? Uh, it's pretty protected. Uh, you know, competitive. We have uh, yeah. at least three, four companies for for each of the tours I do, and uh, and and. Uh, but I think we, I think we bring a little bit of extra that you know, uh, we have been growing steadily since we started 2015, and uh, and we we have over 500, 600 five star reviews, and and it's constantly growing. Nice. So I, so I'm I'm you know I'm happy with my guides. Uh, you know we for example just uh, 
one of the productive things that we did just this Wednesday, we uh, now met up uh, like 10 guides uh, and, and me, and we uh, we did a, a folklore walk that we have in, in Icelandic. So we were trying to adapt it to Icelandic uh, uh, so we could do it for local people. So like for for, yeah. for company gatherings or whatever, you know, we could do it in Icelandic. We were just adapting the stories a little bit, you know, making it more maybe choosing the right stories. And, and, and it was so, so much fun to to meet up with the gang and, and uh, have some fun and tell each other stories and, and smile a little bit. And that was with competitors? No, it was with my guides. You know, I have with a, your guides? Okay. Yeah, with yeah. my guides. So um, if you're a friend in Reykjavik, I have a, like a, a 10, 15 freelancers that are working for me and, uh, and it was so good to meet up with them and, and just have a, yeah. have a, have a laugh. Well, I'd, I'd love to invite you back on to dig. A, I've got like a million questions in my head now that I want to ask you because, you know, I, I live and breathe this stuff. But I'm going to save that for when we bring you on for a deep dive. And, yeah. uh, you know, you never know how things go. Maybe if we get out of this, maybe I'll be over there in August. I would love that. I'm, I'm Jones into travel. I have never in my adult life never had, you know, been in a situation where I've had no travel to look forward to, nothing booked. I've always got a, a trip somewhere that, you know, you, you look forward to. I've never been in this situation in my adulthood. Yeah, same here. I love to have something booked uh, so I can research, uh, have, take my time to research a lot and yeah. do some fun stuff. And uh, it's really strange for me. But, you know, on the on the plus side, you know, uh, for, you know, now we're, instead of going to Nareev to get some some uh, Sun this this summer when the, the when my boys I have a four year old a two year old back home uh, uh, you know uh, we were going going to visit Tenerife in Spain uh, we're gonna you know we're gonna travel around Iceland and, and hopefully I'm gonna see nice. something that I haven't seen before and uh, and we I, I'll, I'll experience some you know, like uh, hotels and stuff like that that you know I haven't really checked out and, and felt on my own skin so to speak so I, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Yeah, and your boys will always remember that. I mean, my dad, like, I didn't go abroad till I was 16. So, you know, yeah. living in the UK. And my dad was like, you know, you, you get to see your own country first, boy, before I take you anywhere else. I think he was just being a cheapskate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but, you know, looking back, you know, I have friends of mine, they've been all around the world, but, you know, they haven't been to Scotland or something. I'm like, wow, you know, or the Lake District. So good on yeah. you. I think they'll, they'll always, and they'll have an appreciation for what their country has to offer. Yeah, yeah, they're young, but I mean, the start of it. Yeah, I think it's for sure. But uh, you know, I didn't travel until I was eleven, and that was just because there was no flights. Uh, it was really expensive to fly from to and from Iceland. Yeah, but um, but I think I, I love my country. I love to show it and I show people, you know, tell tell people stories about my country. So uh, it will be just. Uh, it will be so much fun to uh, when when my boys grow up to to be able to tell them. So many stories because I'm uh, I'm a constant learner. I like to learn. So yeah. uh, so by by they will they will be my guinea pigs for some stories. Absolutely. Before we go, um, virtual tours. Have you gone on any virtual tours yet? What's your thinking on those? No, I I, I looked at the arrival uh, uh, seminar the webinar with uh, with uh, Kelsey Toner and, and those guys. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, I'm thinking about it because, uh, for example, my folklore walk uh, or, or tour, you know, I think that would be a, I think I could adapt that and ha make a fun uh, online, uh, like, a, a, you know, tour from that. But 
mm-hmm. uh, but I'm not. Th- that's not my priority. I have I have SEO. I have things to get in, in, uh, in working order to make sure that I'm happy about that before I will uh, jump on the on the on the online uh, wheel or or, or, or yeah. train. So no, you. You're very sensible, and that's my advice to people. Is you know, they always say, "Oh, I think about doing a virtual tournament." Well, how are your digital foundations? How are your fundamentals? How's your SEO? How's your copy? And if you've done all of that, you know, do it. But my my feeling, I'll be completely honest with you, is I think you know, virtual tours. I'm going on one this afternoon. It's my second one, but I'm doing it more to support that company than I am as a if I was a member of the public. And you know, we've we've all taken a huge hit on revenue. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing online some pretty outrageous claims about how much revenue virtual tours are bringing in. And I, I'm sorry, I just don't believe it. Yeah, I have to be honest. Uh, the same, same here. I, I think it's, I think it's uh, much harder to get people to like uh, join a, a virtual tour than than others. But, but you know, people have the extra time to do this kind of stuff now. They they can like and uh, build the foundations for later, and maybe this will be an extra income for. For, for these companies for years to come. So I think it, it's a good add-on, it's a good marketing tool, it's a good uh, side thing if you have the extra time and you've done all the extra, and the other stuff like we're talking about, the website yeah. copy and everything. So I think it's a great thing to work on while you have the time, but, uh, but I think that's not the focus point for most of uh, small tour operators at least because I think uh, I think you can always look at your website how 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 can you get more direct bookings how can you get uh, how can you get people to basically uh, uh, see you like being active on social media and uh, and yes. just start with the videos do videos uh, record some videos I just and I bought a, uh, a Rode Wireless Go to make my audio better for some of the videos that I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do a series like a meteor guide with my with my with my nice. guys that are they talk about their favorite place in Reykjavik and stuff like that. So that's a perfect see. I thing. think that's cool. Yeah, I, I have to say, and and maybe the data will prove me wrong down the line, but I think you're better off spending your resources on that. You know, when someone can see the guides, get a good feel for what you're about, and say, yeah, that's that's the company I want to go with. I think it's smart to do that. It's good use of your time. Um, if you're, if, you're, if, you're, the, if, yeah. if you're if you're a small operator, you know that you know your your most valuable resource is your time, and I think your time yes. now is you know better to you know, in a way in a, used to waste it in, in in doing these kinds of things instead of uh, focusing your energy on 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 trying to develop a really good uh, you know online experience because that's i think it's a bit tricky i think people are always yeah. always going to be like a diet version of your tour if you if you don't go all in not just that if you look at what you're competing at you got netflix with you know thousands of hours of tv and series and documentaries and then cable channels and hulu and youtube yeah. i mean it's just it's you know we're computer it's you know, yeah. competition is unreal out there. Um, I want to finish up by sharing a little bit more about your your accountability group you've got going. You were telling me you've got a couple of spots left if there are tour operators out there who want to get together with like-minded tour operators and keep each other accountable and brainstorm. Um, I will add that link to the show notes, which today is at tourpreneur.com forward slash 84 um, what would you say to someone who's listening today and they think, oh, a brainstorming group, um, should I join that or not? What would your advice be? Yeah, I would say, what's now? what do you have to lose? Because, you know, we're just meeting up uh, once a week uh, and, 
and we are meeting up today uh, uh, Mondays on 5 p.m. GMT. And uh, we just yeah. talk together about our, our what, what what we are going through, what we are not, what our focus is for the next week. Makes us a little bit more accountable, and and then you get some ideas from you know when people are looking at your website with a with the experience that they have from their business, they can maybe give you pointers that uh, you know. I think it's I think it's you know, what do you have to lose. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I will add that link onto the group. But what I will say is don't join if you just want to lurk and not contribute, you know, be active. That's what brainstorm groups need is for everyone, you know, not to be too embarrassed and shy, but to come out with your problems and set goals together. I think that's how you get the most out. You know, this isn't a Facebook group where you're going to lurk, right? You want people who are going to contribute. Exactly. We we want active participants that uh, that have something to give Great. So, Vara, your website is at yeah, yourfriendinreykjavik.com, and we have a uh, we are active on social media, Instagram, and and uh, you know, so please look us up. Yeah, I'll add all those links again to the show notes, and it just leaves me to say, Gangi Tierfell. Brilliant. Thanks, Vara. Tak for it. Thanks for listening to the Torpreneur podcast. Be sure to visit torpreneur.com to join the conversation and access the show notes, including links to the resources mentioned on today's episode. This is Torpreneur.